It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Hey, hey, here we are. Hump day. Look who's here. I know. It's, hey, guys. It's been a while. Hi, Paul. You're so far away over there. <laughs> I, well, it's because we've got the five-chair <laughs> configuration today because later in the yeah. program, Ted Ginn Sr. will sit right there. Legend. We are going to be amongst royalty, folks. We are. Yeah. We he, are. And I don't just mean as a football coach. I mean as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know the history of Ted Ginn Jr., stick around. You're going to find it out. I talked last week on the show how I can't understand why – what LeBron's doing with his I Promise School in Akron hasn't been duplicated on a mass scale across the country. I also can't understand how what this man has done at an inner-city Cleveland school mm. with very few resources, I can't understand how that isn't being duplicated on a wide scale. Yeah, It's we, incredible work. It, couldn't it be happening? We just don't know about it? I mean, well, I'm sure it's happening it, some places. It's not that it's not happening, yeah. because there are other Ted Ginn seniors in other communities. Sure. There should be one in every major community. In every major inner city across this country, there should be someone like Ted Ginn Sr. who, from jump, openly invests in any community's biggest resource. It's kids. And he's done a a remarkable job, not just turning out football players. Mm. He'll tell you that's not how he measures his success. When he meets someone that's 33 years old that played for him 15 years ago, that never went to college and never played in the NFL – and they stand before him and tell him, Coach, you changed my life. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest impact a coach can have. And he's had that kind of impact. So I'm very excited that he's on the show. You know, he's uh, very much looking forward to he's that. He's definitely made a lot of people's dreams come true. I mean, before him, I mean, it was a lot of kids that wanted to play football at, you know, Ohio State and, you know, go to college and play not just football, but get an education. And I mean, some of the some people when I was growing up, people would transfer to go to Glenville because they knew that he was able to make those dreams come true and he was able to make kids dreams reality. Now he does it through hard work. I mean, he, he does. And, no and, and, and what I really respected about him the most is that like I went to Bedford, but like I talked to him a, a lot while I was going through my my college recruiting. And he talked to me as if I was one of his players, like giving wow. me advice and stuff like that. And even even him? today, we I never played him in like a game. Okay. We played him in a seven on seven at the Browns facility. Uh-huh. We played him twice. We played him like in a little regular season loss. But in the playoffs, we beat them because Tyvis Powell intercepted the game-winning <laughs> pick and sent them out of the playoffs. You know, it's just something about Tyvis Powell and, like, clutch, is and just clutch moments. Talking about himself in the first place. I don't know yeah, I what know. it is, but, like, when Tyvis Powell is somewhere around the ball, like, yeah, if the well, game is on the line and the ball is thrown in Tyvis Powell's I mean, direction, he's somehow, except for one time we, we against gonna, the Cardinals, but that doesn't matter. We're going to ask Mr. We gonna ask Mr. Ginn, Cause here you. You don't have to ask him, G. He just told me. He goes, Tyvis Powell. Who's that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Good morning, McNuggets. What's hey. up? Yeah. I'm doing good. Well, Coach is back here getting mic'd up. We're gonna have him in about 11:30. Coach, appreciate you uh, coming. He's got the bling on, by the way. When he sits down, you guys yeah. will see the. Hey, hell yeah. He's got, hey. he's got quite a ring to show off here for you he's guys. He's worked very hard for that ring. I would never take that ring. Now off. here's no. what I'm gonna ask you, Tyvis. Hmm. You retired. You know what I'm saying? He got Junior that's retired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, 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 like I feel like uh, you can get that. You can get that smoke. You think so? Oh yeah. Listen, you know Ted Ginn Jr. is one of the fastest dudes to I ever understand, play. So I understand that. Did you ever line up against Teddy? No, I never lined up against Ted. But I, are you is, faster than him though? Tom? No, that's the real question. No, no, no I'm not faster than Ted. No, but I've right now. Is that but, the first time in the history? Wait, wait a minute. Admitted he's See, not yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Go to something. Wait a minute. Put the camera on me, because <laughs> I because I got to get this this. Tyvis Powell is, does not fear <laughs> anybody with speed, okay? I had the I had the privilege of going up against an Olympian by the name of Marquise Goodwin every yeah. day in practice. And if I can handle him, 
I can handle anybody with speed. And Marquise is fast. And Marquise is an Olympian we're talking about here. So, yeah, yeah. speed does not fear me. I don't fear speed. Okay? You should. Speed kills. Not at all. Yeah, man. Well, no, no, no. Well, so let me ask you this. Miles Garrett's speed, right, his athletic ability on the end with Jim Schwartz's wide nine defense, it's going to make a big difference. Now, that, is, that is something to fear. We're <laughs> it up already. Yeah. Like, well, Miles we were here, here yesterday <laughs> when we all gave our opinion on the yeah. hiring of the defensive coordinator. Yeah. So, go. Oh, my, my opinion on Jim Schwartz is I, he's a great defensive coordinator. Obviously, a guy that got Super Bowl ties or won the Super Bowl. And I love what he does with his defense. The wide nine thing. Obviously, we got to see Miles Garrett do it a little bit with Joe Woods this year. I wasn't a fan of it because our run defense wasn't stout enough. Right. Like, if you're going to run a wide nine, that's something that you do on obvious passing downs because you want to, you want Miles Garrett to have a two-way go on the tackle. You, you're doing it basically to isolate the tackle. So he can go outside or inside. So he can go outside or inside. Yeah. If the tackle kick steps too far back, he could go up and under. If he doesn't get back far enough, he could go around him and make the play. That's why that happens. And then we was talking to, I was talking to Bull earlier about this before the show. He was saying that, you know, Jim likes to run a lot of man. Now, I believe we definitely have the secondary to do that. You know, having G new, having Denzel and having uh, Martin Emerson. Those guys are very sticky. The reason that you want to have man coverage behind a wide nine is because you want to have tighter coverage. People still believe that you run man to get interceptions. That's not the case. You run man to have the coverage tighter because it's buying the pass rush extra time to get right. there. Yeah. My only thing is that it's still the defensive tackle position. Yeah. That, if, we that, if we address that, then we should be right. right. Obviously, that's the number one priority for the defense this offseason is addressing the defensive tackle position. We've talked about Deron Payne, who if he becomes a free agent, the Browns should target. Mm. Certainly, you would think with their second round pick, which is what the 40 something pick in the draft, yeah. 50, whatever it is. I was I started looking at mock drafts today for the first time. Right. Dane Brugler, who's a local guy, writes for the Athletic. I can't remember who he had, but he had a defensive tackle, and he was like, they get, "This guy, whoever the guy was, Quitty, I think was his name." It's a no-brainer. They're he was go like, DT. "This guy will already be the first, best right? defensive tackle on on the Browns." So obviously that's important. But what we were talking about with the corners, like the Bra like we talked about this a lot this year. I, it feels like when. Uh, when, when Denzel especially plays man-to-man, -man, it just makes him more aggressive. And whether he gets a pick or not, like him playing aggressively you just wanted to be just better. He's yeah. better that way. You, the seems. thing that frustrates anybody that watches the game of football is watching a wide receiver run down the field and be open. It's oh, like, Lord. why? We saw that all yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Why? But if you're playing man-to-man, -man, obviously somebody's responsible for it. Now, Denzel plays so a lot of man he didn't necessarily make the play all the time, but it was at least nice to see him at least making a play on the ball, trying to get it out. He was with the ball. Exactly. When yeah. the ball reached the receiver, he's usually there. Yes. Which you, is what you want. You know, I, Thomas, I was, talking my, I was talking to my dad the other day. I was laughing and joking. I said, uh, what, what happened? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> Yeah. Siri is always listening. Hey, by the way, she's man, always listening. Nice pro move, these, bro. These dudes right here, man. Google, y'all need to stop listening to these conversations. Yeah, they listen. Y'all did not sign up for that. I did not say yeah, listen did. to you all the time. You did you ever? Y'all ever notice that when you sitting down talking about like a product or something like, yeah. like I'm about to get this new, uh, yeah. you start clicking ads and start popping up all the ads. They listening, man. I was, I was sitting there asking my dad. I said. Did they just get rid of bump and run coverage? That is, yeah, that is speed. gone. You know, yeah. That was you. I ain't heard that since two thousand two. You can't like bump and run what is, is that? gone. So, this is my question. No, but the question about that is this: What do y'all value out of a defensive back? Do you want a defensive back? I used to I used to value that. So so, do, so so would You're you not rather these guys get clean releases? Would you rather the corner play bump and run and get PBUs, or would you rather them play off, see the ball, and make picks? I'm not a fan of that style. I'm not. So you you rather just get PBUs uh, all day and not picks? Yeah, I'm okay because with that. You know that because it, you know what they lead you know to? that the, it, the interception is the greatest single defensive play that a play a defensive player can make. I agree with that. But you, when where, you go when where, you go to, when you go to the Hall of Fame as a DB, that's they your, measure you for your interceptions. But it shouldn't be that. I, I get that. That's what it is. But it, it wasn't for Deion Sanders, and he's the yardstick. Do you know, listen? Go go look at the the current DBs in the Hall of Fame. I think it's only like one DB that has less than fifty picks. So because the problem is, so for years we didn't know. It was like, how do you judge 
a, judging defensive players, there's not a lot of statistics. Right. And that's why now we have all these analytics. But with, you know what? With Dion, it was passes thrown in his direction. Well, nobody threw the ball Zero. He, he closed off a quarter of the field when he was out there. I, I want, you know, but Dion also had a lot of pick sixes. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> earlier in his career. That's Dion, bro. Uh, we, we need to do a read. McNuggets, take it. We do. We got into Brown's talk a little quicker than I thought, so let's hop into uh, Tri-C <laughs> and let you fault. know that our daily Brown's talk is brought to us by Cuyahoga Community College. Oh, Tri-C supports Cuyahoga. their students financially, <laughs> professionally, personally. Opening up the doors of endless possibilities, whether it's Haga, Hoga, you name it, it's still opening doors because Tri-C is where the future starts. It starts right now. It actually started already because classes are underway as we speak. You have till Friday to sign up. Tyvis, question about interceptions, though. Denzel Ward had three picks this year. Two came in tight man-to-man coverage. Think of the one on Terry McLaurin where he essentially yeah. danced with him. The other mm-hmm. one against Atlanta, he was in tight press man coverage, bump and run on a little you know, mesh route across the middle that he jumped. The third one came on his own play against Baltimore. So, are you saying interceptions don't happen in man or just less frequently? No, it's less frequently. The only time that you really make interceptions in man-to-man is usually if it's a bad throw by the quarterback or if you just so happen to get guess the route correctly and undercut it and make the play, which in today's – You can jump routes. You can sit on routes. I hear what you're saying. I'm just telling you. Like, for example, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Okay. Everybody loves Jalen Ramsey, but Jalen Ramsey has – Probably no. like 20 picks in his career. No. He's been playing for seven years. You've know, you been dogging him all year. And, well, he's lost his and, 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 and I'm glad yeah. that yeah. everybody is starting to finally realize I what I've been you, saying. I came to you months ago. And what did I tell you? Right. But, <laughs> but, but, before, but before you came to me, what did yeah. you think? Uh, yeah, well, the, right. Exactly. Yeah. You talk to shit who's not liking Jalen Ramsey. Here's, here's, like, for, Greg Newsom is yet to have an NFL pick I in his career. I bad corner. Here's the thing, Tyvis. You know this as well as everybody. Don't nobody know what corners do. Corners are rare. For, they might as well be elves and fairies. Like <laughs> you don't see corners, bro. Like if you if you've watched if you've come across somebody that played ball, they was not a corner. They was not no elite corner. You, that's why if you have decent as a corner, you automatically five star. That's a fact. And then if you're offensive lineman, don't nobody know what offensive linemen do. No. Half the people ain't never been an officer. So what they do? If you good one year. That's you good forever. You, for you win a Pro <laughs> Bowl a, early. Remember that is Yami Asamoah. Remember? Offensive line too. You win a. You go to the Pro Bowl as an offensive line. You're rubber you rubber forever. Yeah. Even, even if you're not that good, Coach Gain know this. If you make all Ohio junior year, you make it interesting. You'll see it easily. You just gotta put the uniform on. You can see it. Let me ask you this, guys. So, what's the most interceptions a cornerback's gonna have in a year? Jason. Five, five is exceptional. I think. I think, think, think Jay yeah. five. Yeah. What do you think led the NFL this year? Hey, no. No, you talking about by, was it a Seven. corner or a DB? Uh, just this year, who led the league in Ooh, interceptions? I don't know. I know that uh, that Tyreek Woolley dude had from us uh, Seattle had like eight of them. I, he I was leading for Asante, a long time. Asante Samuel had three in a game. He did. He did have three. Okay, the league leader this lead? year, by the way, were both safeties. Minka Fitzpatrick and Justin Simmons with six each. Okay, so wow. six led the lead. So think about this, That's guys. That's terrible. It used to be more. It used to be, it used to be double digits. For no, corner, no corner had more than five interceptions. So think about this. How many plays? How many picks that dude st- from Seattle had, that rookie? He must have five. five. So think about this. Just how many picks had 11 last year? How many plays is a corner on the field for? That's a good year. For the season. How many what? Uh, a starting corner. How many plays he's playing in a season? Oh, a lot. A lot they, right? they playing like 55 a yeah. game. Oh, 55 a game. Uh, quick man, 550 times uh, about 800. Let's say 800, 800 plays. <laughs> what? About 1,200. All right, 1,200 plays. If five, inter- you're talking about, you're talking about we're judging guys based on five out of 1,200 plays. That's insane. Judging a quarter based see, on interception it's a di- is stupid. See, it's a difference from just being good and being great. We're talking about the Hall of Fame. But we, you can say this, what I'm talking about, too. interceptions. We judge them by touchdowns. Yeah, interceptions lead to Hall of they play Fame. I judge them by, but there's other stats we could judge them by. There's sure, yards, there's catches. Because there's he's other an things. offensive player. Well, defensive players pass breakups. You could go off. Yeah, you can go off with completion percentage. No, I'm talking man. about Tyvis's point that, like, we guys get in the Hall of Fame based on interceptions. Oh, they do. Which is true. I'm not disagreeing with you. But I think it's stupid. It's the equivalent of the touchdown for the wide receiver. See, and the thing is, you should be getting more interceptions now than back then because it's more of a passing lead. That's true. So why is it that the numbers are down? I will tell you why. Because, man, 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. DB should be like receivers. Like, what's that supposed to be? Like, we are. No, no, no. No, no the hands. Better they do. If you have <laughs> hands, you don't. be a receiver. And I don't even think it's his hands. I think it's the ball awareness, right? I agree with that. And, and there's people, like, there's certain routes, like, Tyler, we talked about it. If you know they do based on their split, mm -hmm. based on their alignment, Based on down you can tell distance, right off the release. You know what they're running. Yeah. The most thing that they get on my nerve is it's third and ten. You know where the sticks is. Play the sticks. You. you I'm sitting at ten yards and I ain't moving. Why are you bailing? Ten yards and I'm not moving. Turning and bailing before the stop. Now all they got it. That's a stop. That's 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 pitch and catch every single time. That's and, when you when you when you can do that. that when you sit at third and ten, sit at the sticks and don't move. If you do that, first of all, you got a lot of confidence in yourself and you know the game. You know that they got to run something at 10 yards. So you just sit there. And if he throws something under 10, come over and make the tackle get off the Okay, field. we're off topic. I, I need more of your thoughts on Jim Schwartz. Have you talked to players that have played for him? Do you have any connections to him? What do we need to know about our new defensive coordinator? I have not personally talked to – the only guy that I talked to was my guy from – that played at Tennessee last year. But he said he was just a linebacker's coach in Tennessee, so it wasn't really his defense. Yeah. But he said that the couple of times that he interacted with Jim Schwartz, he really loved him, really liked the really? coach that he is. So, and that's what a lot of people that I've seen on Twitter and a lot of former players was coming out congratulating him for his job. Everybody said that he is a really good coach. He understands their players and stuff like that. So yeah. – I think that the Browns might have did something well with this. Obviously, you got a guy who used to be a head coach, so he got that experience. He knows how to run a team. If Kevin Stefanski is going to be hands off of this thing, which I don't think he will be, which are, if my job's on the line, I'm monitoring everything. But, yeah, but I mean, it appears that he's sort of de facto yeah. absentee. Yeah. Like he, he, Jim Schwartz is going to be the head coach of the defense. Just, yeah, basically. And, so, and I'm good with that. That's are fine. You? Yeah, that's are fine. You? That's fine. If it's as long as he can get those guys to play and instill confidence. And, and the number one thing that he has to find is who is the leaders and how do we make these guys vocal leaders? They have to make yeah, but these. Can somebody be a vocal leader if he's not, if that's not his nature? I mean, Miles Garrett is great a player as he is. He's and I don't think Miles is ever going to be that. But guy. At, at some point, <clears throat> you get frustrated. Like you, you got to do things that you never thought you would do before. Like to me, I I was never always a quote unquote vocal leader. But at some point, if you get frustrated over a course of the game, it just comes out because you care. It matters. Like it, at points of this season, did it matter to them that they was losing these games? And it's not the fact that they were losing the game. It was the style at which they were losing the game. You let a team come run the ball on you. Like that's just flat out telling you we just more physical and we more dominant than you. At what point yeah. is there some resistance? At what point do you go talk to your teammates and say we are better than this? Well, Bull, maybe yeah. um, you know, we've talked about how teams always take on or oftentimes take on the personality of their head coach. Yeah. Well, if he is the head coach of the defense, by the defense just watching him every day be that vocal leader in practice, it might empower oh, somebody on that defense yeah, it will. to step up and I be mean, that guy I mean, the Browns really too. need Miles Garrett to I always, lead the way. I, I always say, I agree, I always but I don't say think he's that guy. For uh, when, when Greg Williams was the defensive coordinator here. Me, I'm a pretty laid-back guy. I know I could be animated at times, but pretty laid-back guy. When I when when I when uh, G Dub was the DC here, I felt like after after listening to that man talk, you feel like you can go beat up Mike Tyson one on one because that's just how he that was what he instilled. Dan in his Campbell's player. doing that right now exactly. in Detroit as the head coach, and that's what they and need. it's working. That's what they need. Wow. They I haven't think, gone I, to the playoffs in two I, years. I, I think, yeah, but let's working. face it. Let's look at what they were this year compared to what they've been. And by the way, they should have gone to the playoffs. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. The refs, the, the <laughs> league actually came out and talked about. Five different calls that affected yeah. the you, outcome of that you know Seattle what? Rams game. You know what? Rams should have won that yeah. game, you know and what? that would have put the Lions the, in the playoffs. They need to start penalizing referee. Y'all, I agree. Y'all need to dock they pay or something for this call. That was this embarrassing. Is Here's what we need to do. We need to stop making Miles Garrett the second coming of the Messiah. 
And I, I, like, like, like the man has 16 sacks, my man. Back to back seasons. Like six, 16. Like we, we expect this dude to the the Porter Gatorade get 16 sacks. Yeah. Do your Christmas shopping. Wait a minute. When you say stop, dishes, paint the you walk the walk the dog and paint like the back over hyping. No, no, no. I'm not saying you don't think it's fair to ask him to lead. No, no. Here's what I think is fair. <laughs> I think it's fair to ask the rest of the people to do their damn job. I agree with that. Yeah. You mean one thousand percent? Let me ask you this. Let me tell you this. Let me show you how it is. Yeah. If I play today, I'm not waiting on Miles Garrett for nothing. I got to get my own back. That's a fact. I got to make me some plays. That's a fact. Why am I waiting looking at this man? And I'm over here. He got 16 sacks. Why don't you get 16? Can you get 15? I can't go to my wife. My wife is not cashing Miles Garrett's <laughs> wife's checks. I got to get them checks for like I, can't, I get I what you're saying. Uh, agreed. We all agree on that. But Somebody's got to lead. No, one of the they, players. They got to Anthony Walker will be back hey, next hey, year. You know what time? Well, he's a free agent. You know how <laughs> he'll be back. You I know, hope they seen the I dramatic like, difference that him being on the field and yeah. him not being. You got to keep a guy Lee, like that. I, if I you think ask yourself, upgrade. would you rather have people who make plays or lead? Well, of course, I'd rather people have made plays. Play. But why can't <laughs> I have? Ain't that what it's about? That's what it's about. We can't. I have a player that leads and. And makes plays. You can lead by example. Get them 16 like I got them. I know Coach Ginn's 10 minutes away, but he's sitting yeah. right there, so I'm going to ask him this question. <laughs> yeah. Coach, do you need a leader on the field on each unit all the time? Absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. And that man knows. Coach, do you need people to make plays? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> now, in the, in the, in the utopic world, right. yeah. that you guy's the same guy. He's the same and, it might, and it just made, but I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, can Miles Garrett do that too? But I know he's being asked. Right, to let, do let, hold on, hold on. I wish Coach was sitting here right now. Coach, <laughs> you want to bring him out? Yeah, yeah come on in. Come on in. Just come on in. Stop the games. Hey, well, we're doing some reading. We're gonna, All right, you do your reading. I got a great question. We're gonna get into this. We're gonna get back to Coach in one sec. He's gonna hook him up. But while we're doing that, Coach, thanks for joining us. If you're not a member of the Ultimate Sports Show already, for one ninety-nine a month, you can become a starters tier member. It gets you all the loyalty badges, the custom emojis, access to our community posts for four ninety. A month. That's less than five bucks a month. It's less than sixty bucks per year. You get all those same starter tier perks. You get the overtime video shout out, discount water, codes for merch. You can text with us, and we're gonna answer you your it. questions directly. That yeah. number to text us. I'm answering the questions this week. Is on the community members tab on YouTube. We've already got a couple questions. Can you in. only We've see that if you're already. a member? Only if you're a coaches tier member. Oh, okay. Great. Only coaches tier member. You can see that. Uh, I've answered a few questions. One of those, ironically, was should we bring Anthony Walker back? I disagree with Tyvis. I don't think we should. And, wow. guess, and guess what else? Built Bar, 15% off. I'm going to get it right today. Built.com, code LOCKEDON15 right, for 15% off Built Bars. You know why Glenville's so good at football? Those dudes are strong. Those dudes are big. Those dudes are fast. Those dudes are built by Built Bars. Coach Ginn wow. using <laughs> lockdown code 15% off to get those dudes so jacked if you want to be That's his secret. That's yeah, his well, secret. I, can I ask the first question to Coach Ginn well, real quick? Well, you're going to take me off the track, but go ahead. I, I, am, got, I just have to right keep back. it locked Coach, in my what mind. Is a, what is a tar blooder? I was looking up the – yeah, what is a tar blooder? I, I need to know that. A robot. A robot. How did, did that become that? the team, the school's nickname? Well, they said, you know, on the railroad, you know, you had a robot. Oh. And the, the, the blood was from the hands and the tar is from the – the black is from the tar. So it's really symbolic of doing hard, hard labor. Work. That's right. I love that. Yeah. Who came up with that? Do we even know? I don't know. It was before <laughs> our time. When did it, it become worked. the name? Do we know? Do you no. Know? Been big years back in the 40s. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I think that's a great story. A great I love that. Yeah. I'm sure you're the only tar blooders in the country. And oh, I don't know anybody. I mean, because there's a million cougars, like tigers, lions, yeah. pirates. I bet you won't find another tar blooder. Absolutely. Uh, that's really cool. By the way, congratulations. Thanks. Uh, I know that you didn't need this to stamp your career as wildly successful, but it is that cherry on top. And congratulations for uh, oh. for your team's hard work and everything else. Oh. What do we want him to do? Move his mic up? Oh, I see. Yeah. So, okay, so back to, um, and we're going to get to all of the, you know, the season yeah. and, and your career and everything else in a second. But while you're here, we're having this conversation. We've had this talk before, and I, I love to hear from guys that have lived it and have seen it. Can coaches turn their best player, who isn't naturally a leader, into a vocal leader? Can that happen? Absolutely. You know, you, you have to build mentality. 
You know, you got kids and, and young people that won't even talk, but you got to work at building mentality and you got to work at building a team. And if you heard me all year, I talked about we, st we got talent, but we still not a team. So I had to work on that. You had to work on that. And, and you got to have uh, players that is certain expectation we need from you. You know, no matter what your talent is, you know, probably your best vocal guy is probably not your best player, you know, and can be a great leader. But I think you have to build that. And you can build that in, in players, you know. Have you, you had that guy who was kind of quiet on the field vocally, but he was a great player, and you, you told him, no, I, I need you to be more. And absolutely. he became more? Oh, yeah, it became more. So you've yeah. seen it. It can be done. It, yeah. You Is it to. unfair to ask that of Miles Garrett? No, it's not. You know, he's a pro and he's getting paid and he's a, a professional. You know, it's certain things that you have to give to the people and to the team. No, I don't think that's asking too much. That's fascinating. I want to hear what you got to say about the corner. Oh, uh, man, don't even talk about the corner. What y'all think a corner is? You know, if I'm running the defense, the first thing I'm looking for is two corners. Talk to him. You understand? That's the that's the, that, that's, that's where it that, starts. That's where it starts. <laughs> Why is that so important? Because I'm gonna play nine in the box. So you better have two yeah, sticky yeah, corners. Yeah, we gotta have two. Well, well, let's talk about Hamilton Dixon and back in middle days. Oh, y'all don't, th don't think those guys was pro corners? Oh, you know? I mean that's what made the defense is your corners. Mm. I, I mean, right today in high school, I'm looking for two corners. Then we'll talk about the D because I'm, I'm gonna play nine at you. See, a safety to me is a linebacker. Right. Really? Oh, absolutely. Especially in high school, man. Come on. Nobody can throw <laughs> I love it. <laughs> See, I can this all day long. <laughs> do you know how good you got to be to throw the ball in Northeast Ohio? It's cold. You got maybe one or two receivers. Yeah. I'm manning up and I'm bringing pressure. I'm bringing pressure. Oh, if yeah. you can hit them throws and you get hit. Well, you got right, Hold right. on now because it's So a, you, if you got the two good corners, then. You oh yeah, throw as much no, pressure as you want. yeah, I'm coming. Wow, I'm coming. A line of uh, safeties are linebackers to me mm -hmm. in, in 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 defense. Yeah, you understand? Because if I'm teaching uh, somebody running off tackle, that that linebacker from the, I mean, that safety, the free or the strong, whatever, you got your eyes in the ear hole. Has that always? Been? <laughs> <laughs> Has that always been your philosophy always. from day one? Always. Never changed. Yeah, Coach, well, you, um, you look at you look at Marshawn Lattimore and all those guys. Those yeah. guys was lockdown corners in high school, so yeah. so I just think what's the Sherman guy at at San Francisco? No, yeah, I Richard. think he started this off man stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Sherman, <laughs> Sherman Sherman press every every down. Yeah, but yeah. but but you know they because you know he he I'm just showing you, you got to have some guys to lock down out here. And once we do that, hey, we we call it razor. Here we come. Pin back your ears yeah, and let's go. Come. Coach, you've had so many great teams through the mm -hmm. years. And this this year's Glenville team, mm -hmm. this is the first Cleveland public school to win the state championship. Absolutely. Which is just, it's A, it's remarkable that it's never happened. You've had great teams. Was Absolutely. this your best team? No. What was your best team? I can go back to oh, probably man. when uh, 09. Troy? What? No, it no. probably was... Uh, uh, yeah, Cordell and all those yeah, guys. Yeah, L.A. the Jet on there. Yeah, Twan Anderson. Yeah, all those guys. Shane Wynn. Yeah, all those guys was, was probably the best yeah, the team. Jamario O'Neal and the Ray Smalls. Yeah, it, it's, it's, so, it's so many. You know, every team has its own character. Uh, but, you know, I would say had had this is the best team. Yeah. It was the best team to to stay focused. But it was tough, you know. Yeah, and and when you mm -hmm. talk about football and talking about winning and losing and coaching and all that kind of stuff, it's really not that. It's the spiritual base. You know, the Cleveland Browns lose games because of their spiritual base. Tell me what you mean by that. You got to have a spiritual base in your organization. You know, most you, teams do. The Browns don't. Well, I'm I'm being honest with you. That's just what. If I'm looking from the outside, mm. you understand. Yeah, I no, can't that's... see that. Tyvis, speak to that. You've been on a lot of different organizations. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of teams have some sort of service on Sundays before the game or prayer session or something. Yes. Have you seen? Usually in the NFL, it's on Saturday. Saturday yeah. night. Saturday yeah. night. Um, and during your 
brief time with the Browns, did you see that there was perhaps a lack of that thread through the organization? You know, I was there during OTAs, and I don't recall actually seeing that. It's actually That's interesting that he brought that up because I actually is, don't recall. This is why I say it. This is why I say it. You don't lose it. Every game that we lose <laughs> with the Browns is some magical thing. Weird thing. Weird right. thing. So that leads me to what I said. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't. It's something with a higher power is causing us to lose a game. It, that's the only thing I can come up with. Wow. So I take, I can go back to years ago when you was talking about the best team. I remember we played St. Ed's one year. We was undefeated. And, and St. Ed's was going in the end zone. And these are real things. And the ball just fell out of the back's hand. On the two-yard line, we recovered it, wow. right? The next, when we had to play him in the playoff, the same thing happened to us with, with Bruce Friesen. Nobody ain't touching. Mysteriously fumbled. Just fumbled it. Coach, let me, I, mm. I, I'm curious. Do you, where, where I grew up in New York City, there was no, all, all the New York, I grew up in Brooklyn. All the schools were really big. So there was no, there was no separation based on size of the school. It was, the city league and the and the Catholic school league that it was just separated that way. It was no pr private and public didn't play. Should they do that that way in Ohio or or no? No, I think it's competitive that way. You know, I wouldn't say that. You know, I I'm not on that type of situation where the Catholics and the public there. Yeah. No, How do you a, overcome that huge advantage they have of expanding their drawing pool and recruiting from an area where your hands are tied? You're getting kids from a very small geographical area, and you have to compete against these schools that are going out and getting Absolutely. players from well, all over. That is a huge disadvantage, Coach. Well, it's a disadvantage, but it, it's not a disadvantage if your heart is in it and you, you mean what you're saying you want to do. I, I think it's an advantage for us. Just leave me alone. You know, see, I think, I think it's not fair for the public schools. That's Ocean and everybody else. You give them a free reign. We, we use that as gas, for real. You know, I'm playing teams like that. I'm playing neighborhood. We're a neighborhood team. We're not the city of Cleveland. Right. You understand? Very so, much so. So when we go to compete, we playing the city of Miller, the yeah. city of right. Lakewood. Right. You understand? And and St. Ed, St. Ignatius, they can get from every, everywhere in the country. You know what? Hey, you coach, know. coach, i tell you, I'm going to give you flowers because I, I, I wholeheartedly – understand what you're going through and which y'all came from. I went to Camp McKinley. Absolutely. I graduated in 2000, so I played on the state championship teams. You and was the one beat us 72 nothing. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Get him, No wonder. Get no him. wonder that. Hey, that I wanted that helmet over there. Right there. <laughs> uh, that's I didn't want to say that, Coach. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, I was there. That's one thing I don't remember. I remember that. Is that uh, the worst defeat you've ever seen? The worst. It, I can't imagine. Yeah, they killed me, man. It, it, but I tell you what. Get him. I tell, no, I tell How many you, times did you sack his quarterback? He actually remember uh, this. I remember. I don't even like we that. That year, we was loaded. Yeah, but, you were loaded. But, but from that, what came from that was they became the new McKinley. Because after that, we was a public school. When we looked at going to play St. Ignatius, we thought that was a, we, we thought that was all we had. Like, you yeah. know, we a public school that wanted to play St. Ed's and all those other dudes. Mm -hmm. And I went to, I went to college and, and I came back and my brother was playing in like 2004. He said, man, he said, I said, who's the nicest right now? He says, oh. Glenville, they coming, and I said, "What you click Glenville?" He yeah. said, "Oh no, they 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 got." And I looked at the magazines, and they had all of the top names and Streets of Smith and all these other places. I'm like, man, and then about '06 '07 hit, and they was playing Ignatius. They was the undefeated team. And so I felt like we, we gave them the, the torch and they took it oh, and yeah. rolled with it. And I was, they even got the same colors as us yeah. down there. So I was, I just been always excited about the program and people, we don't never, if you're a public school, we ain't never trying to get split up. No, no we want to play you every week. We don't play right? you until we win. And it's in the, and that satisfaction you get when you finally break through. Oh yeah, they can't never take that from you. Oh yeah. What do you feel about the, the competitive balance that they did? Cause they, when I was in high school, what was y'all, D1 or D2? It was D1. So, it was D1. so now it's a competitive balance thing where they switched up all the divisions. 
What do you feel about that? Cause I mean, we are four now. No, we four. We four because we don't have kids. See, it's mm-hmm. based on the the boys in your school. You got to understand, we in we in uh, Cleveland, Glenville. Mm-hmm. A lot of people moving out, going to other areas. Your enrollment then, has gone down. Uh, yeah, our enrollment went down. You know, a lot, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have we don't have boys. We don't have kids. Yeah. You know, and that's why we're in D four. We're not in D four based on talent. We're in D four based on boards this in school. Coach, what was your first year as the head coach? Ninety seven. Go mm-hmm. back to ninety seven, and that's twenty five years. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest difference that you've seen in the boys? Oh, easy. It's this they don't love football. They just play. They don't love it anymore. Mm. Why are they playing? Because Are they out? They, they because of the way of the world. All the all the things that's going on today, they don't love football. Mm, wow, they just play it. So you have to be love into it. You get, you know, they don't. They, you know, you got your games, you got your cell phones, you got the everything is all speeded up. You can't too many do distractions this. now. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, mm. they they got talent, but they don't love football. Across the board? Across the board. That's interesting. I'm going to tell you, you tell me, I mean, you know, and I I say it all the time. I have a state championship team. But can I tell you on the team who really love it? Because you love it by what you do every day. I don't see that. Kids love winning. That's it. But So I would imagine that as they're going on and the excitement's building, and they're getting a lot of attention. They love that aspect. They love that. They love the. They love the Instagram. They love all that. <laughs> that's got to be you know so annoying. But they don't love football. Huh? Wow. That's Is that frustrating be so for you? Fr- yeah. Oh yeah. But that's what I work on every day. Yeah. You understand? Because if you love football, you're gonna do the extra things that it takes. You know. I mean, you got to eat, live it, sleep it. You know, all that. You dedicate yeah. your life. You dedicate your life. You know, when you go back to them, when these kids were in school, you know, we have practice. After practice, we're going to the trainer. After training, you're going to get your milkshake, you're going to get this, you're going to go home and do your work. I take up your whole day. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> because you don't have nothing to deal with but school and football and training. That's it. After you won the state mm. title, and we did, the, we did a big story on Channel 3, and... A couple of days later, I was out, it was on a weekend, and a guy I didn't know came up to me, and he said, hey, I want to tell you something. I saw that you did the big story on, on basically Coach Ginn and the, and the team winning the championship. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Tall guy, tall, thin. He said, I wasn't a great player. I played for Coach Ginn. I, he wouldn't remember me. I wasn't a, a, an elite talent. But more, and, and this is why I said at the opening of the show, as good a football coach as he is and as many great football players as he's churned out to go to Ohio State and the NFL, he said, I wasn't one of those guys, but he formed me as a man. Absolutely. And he's done that for more kids than he's put in the league Absolutely. and in college football. What does that mean to you <clears throat> to know that your real measurement isn't the number of kids you put in college or the NFL, but these kids who have careers and lives outside of that that look back to you and say you were the spark. Oh, no doubt. That's what it's all about. You know, I'm just a football coach. I'm just a track coach. You know what I'm saying? But that's not the deal. They're, those are just things that I use to, as the carrot. You know, I'm trying to teach them and give them the proper understanding of life. You know, you only learn from what you're exposed to. We can go to the board. We can find the, the angle of the triangle or the circumference of the hole. But what you know how to do? How you know how to live? How you know how to navigate through the world. Where are we teaching that at? You know, and we're not teaching that nowhere. You understand? See, we was blessed to sit at a table and at that table was your parent. And your parent taught you. We learned at home. You went to school and just obeyed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you learn at home. It, people, it's no tables in the homes anymore. So you have to become the table. That's the school, that's the football team, that's the track team, and you have to teach and give directions every day. And that's what, that's what we try to do in all the programs that, uh, that I deal with. Glenville football, Glenville track, again, academy. We line up every day in twos, you know what I'm saying? And we are teaching and teaching them how to navigate through the world and what's important, what's not important. I take 300 phones a day. 
What do you mean you take them? You collect when they them come in the ho- when they come into school. Mm-hmm. This is this the biggest distraction in the world. That's a fact. That is that's so what's smart. Ra- that's what's raising your kids. So <clears throat> the what's kid, the, what, what's the pushback from the kids? Do they get used to that? Do they hate it? Oh, they they don't like it, but it's the concept. It's the purpose of why you're here. What benefit have you seen from doing that? Yeah, it's, it's take, the teacher can teach. <laughs> That's yeah, the benefit. No distraction. You know what, Coach? I honestly don't understand why that isn't a, a rule at every school in the United States. Well, you can't. Give you me can't. your phone. Yeah, yeah give me your phone. phone out there. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and a part of the pushback is, I've learned this, because I was going through it when my kids were young and had phones. A lot of the pushback is, from the parents. Oh yeah, no, parents. I need my kid to oh, have yeah, that phone. So I have to get a hold of them. We used to do it when we yeah. when we were young and we didn't have phones. The parent would come in and say, "That's my son, so I pay the bill. You and your son and your phone, y'all can go home." <laughs> I love that. I love that. Coach. Yes, so wait, in Glenville, every kid has to turn. Well, I'm at Gillen Academy. No, at Gillen Academy. Yeah, oh, at Gillen Academy. Yeah. 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 I mean, Sorry. I'll send you yeah. home with your phone. I love that. You, know, you want to be here you because gotta... because it's taking. See, see, and this is the, the young people, and we're talking about, you know, it wasn't a lot of voices back. I, whatever that kid you was talking to, yeah, it, they wouldn't listen to a lot of people. It was just me. Right. You know, and everybody that I hired around me was saying the same thing. We're raising children. So structure. Yeah, but we're raising children. That's what we're doing for real in the sport and everything. We're not here to win. If you want me to win a state title every year, you got your own guy. You know what I'm saying? So but what is your mission statement? I, at the I, beginning of every year, it yeah, is to... It's to, to win the kid. Wow. You know what I'm Sometimes football gets in the way of the purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, and we got to you keep, oh, you just a coach. No, I'm not. I'm a lifesaver. I'm trying to be a, a, a mentor to this kid every day. Tell, for those in the audience that don't know what Ginn Academy is, mm-hmm. talk about what it is what you've been able to accomplish, and what you want to continue to do in the future. Yeah, well, Gillen Academy is the first all-male public high school in the state of Ohio. And it's, only, it's still the only one, right? And the only one. Right. Okay. It's an innovative school that, you know, and my curriculum is different than everybody else. My curriculum is love, passion, and understanding. I'm going to love you. I'm going to have passion with them, give you proper understanding. Because that's what we lose at. Okay. Math, science, social studies, and English is required for everybody in the world. So we, we believe in giving kids individual life plans. That means you got to know them all. You got to have a relationship with them. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't educate nobody you don't know. Do you raise your kids the same way? If you got three or four kids, you treat them all the same? No. No. Okay, so how can you educate everybody the same? How, what kind of success are you having? Well, I got 95, 98% graduation rate. That's great. And, and I apologize for the 2%. Man, I I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> Coach, we talked about the um, LeBron I Promise School mm-hmm. in Akron. And I think on a, on a smaller level, particularly at a high school level, that that's what you're doing. Obviously, with a lot fewer dollars and a lot fewer resources. Mm-hmm. But your mission, because LeBron's mission is the same thing. It's to bring these kids in, let them know they're cared about, let them know they're loved. And also, because he has more resources financially from corporations, they're giving the family these extended services to help mm-hmm. them get out of the plight that they're in. Mm-hmm. And he's done that with so many families. My question is, why aren't we seeing more? These public schools that get million, hundreds of millions of dollars are doing it the antiquated way with horrible results. Ain't no public high school in Cleveland have a 98% graduation Absolutely. rate. Why aren't we taking what's working and mass producing that everywhere? I don't get it and it's so frustrating. Well, you know, that's a good question. I ask that same question every day when I go to go to work. How do we get you it know, done? If you if it was based on money, if something is paying ninety eight percent, you're gonna invest in that. Yes. Okay. Well we paying ninety eight percent. Why nobody wanna invest in it? Meantime, the public's I don't know what the graduation rate is for the public schools. I believe it's in the sixties. Maybe. It might even be in the fifties. Yeah. Mm. The proof is in the pudding. Absolutely. And I don't understand why we're doing it this antiquated way by default. The definition of insanity, you know, is to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. You've gone outside the box. You've shattered the paradigm with unprecedented success. Yet, I don't think enough people know about it. I don't think there is, if I'm the state, I'm going to come in and look at what you do for a year, and then I'm going to go duplicate it in every high school I have. My question is, do you feel that the people in charge 
are invested enough in, in young black men's lives. Because if I'm looking at it like this and I'm seeing 98%, I'm seeing the success rate. If you are a politician, if you are in the House of Representatives, if you are a business owner, if you're a corporation, city councilman, do you value what your school brings to, to the lives of young black men? I don't think the state yeah, cares. That, that's a, unfortunate. That's a good question. You know, I asked the same question, you know, but you just, I have to continue to do the work that God put me out here, the assignment that he. Do you have a relationship with Mayor Bibb? Oh, absolutely. I think Mayor Bibb is a young, exciting, fresh idea. I think he's the paradigm breaker that yeah. we need. Well, you know, he and, showed you his hand when he did the, the uh, parade. Right. I never expected nothing like that, you know. So he showed his his care for. What the kids think of that, by the way? Oh, man, that was exciting. I, I mean, you know, that was the biggest thing I the ever seen. The weather kind of gummed things up. Yeah, but that was the biggest thing I've seen in Cleveland in 50 years. I've right. never seen mm. nothing like that, you know. Have you had conversations with him about how you take your model or how he takes his model oh, to yeah. CPSD? Oh, yeah. And, and, and to, I have been to some schools, the Cleveland public schools that I visit. Some get it. Some, some do. Some are trying so hard, but it feels like they're swimming upstream. I'm wondering if, if, if Mayor Bibb can be the conduit between you and CPSD to break down these yeah. barriers and do things a new and different way. Yeah, Is well, that coming? I, I hope so. You know, uh, you know, we're not hiding. We here every day. You know, <laughs> we, you can see what we do. You know, but we, we can't stop to complain. We got to keep working and hope that somebody have some some love and passion for what we're doing, you know, and see it. I mean, it's this is over thirty some years that I've been doing this, you right. know. Uh, uh, you know, what you want me to say? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, you you see the you see the the success. The results but, are there. Yeah, you know. I don't know, man. You know, it's 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 what's it. You know, they make they got the the power, they got the money. You understand? I got to keep on moving. I can't. Yeah. The state Not, don't worry. Yeah. About I don't that. think the state cares. Yeah. <laughs> the state cares. Uh, Coach, do you have? Do you often have players, former players, or or people from the academy that come back and say to you, "I want to be a part of this. I want to help. Uh, thank you for everything you did." Is that happening all the time? Yeah, I get a lot of thank yous. Yeah. You know, but I'm not gonna say I get a lot of support. You know. Um, right. You know, he they wasn't taught that. They was taught to give back to where you come from. Right. You know, give the next guy what was given to you. Uh, you don't see that, enough of that. No, that's 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 I, that wasn't what they was taught. Is there mm. one thing you need that money can't buy that you currently don't have? Um, and that might be it. Maybe it's the old the older generation coming back. Yeah, to I, I think that that um, we're not giving and pulling each other up. You know, I think that we, we get ours and we go. Mm. You Where know, do you think that comes from? I don't know, the world. You know, because you yeah. weren't taught here. I, yeah, I you think don't the world. that way. No, we don't, you know, and, and a lot of times people think that you're doing something personally for, I think for me, but you got all these children here. God bless you to get out. You you and you should give back to them so that they can get out. You know, you Coach Gibbs, you know, I think there's a mis I think there's a uh, people misconstrue stuff. You know, sometimes you can talk and you can come back and give your time and you can give your energy. But in the black community, unless you have economic empowerment mm -hmm. to run your programs, to, to, to be autonomous, to actually put money back into those resources and those kids, all the rest of it is, is talk. At the end of the day, you need money to run your Absolutely. programs. And if we think that just because I could come back and say, hey, how y'all doing? I come <laughs> back in my shiny car and you look at my jewelry, everything good, right? See, people, the, the, the misunderstanding is, it's a problem because you have a son who played professionally. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest handicap to when you go out and sit in front of people because they think, 
Oh, well, you got it. Why don't you spend your own? Right. Coach Prime is dealing with that right now. Absolutely. Put, he put, I, I might well ask you how much resources of your own own funds that oh. you put into these places. Well, you want to start today? Uh, yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, it's a lot. You know, it's every day. You know, um, you know, I got kids that, that I, I just got back from Florida um, Sunday. I took four kids to uh, University of uh, in Florida to try to get them in school. I ain't have nobody to do that. Mm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? We was there for three or four days, you know. Uh, it's just amazing, man, just to hear kids say, man, I thought palm trees was false. Never seen outside of you know, Cuyahoga at, County. At the Guinea Academy, you know, it, it's a, as a public school, there are restrictions, right, from the State Board of Education as to what you can do and not do in school, do you, are you able to get around some of those things? Because like some of the some of the state rules about education are just antiquated and flat out stupid. I, I well, you know, I'm an innovative school. Yeah. That's what you know. I'm a new and innovative school. That's that's how I got to school. But the state you know, doesn't get in your way. Not really. Okay. You know, I I think that you know it's things, you know, in the in the district and things that they don't want you to do. But you know, some things you have to do sure. to make it work. You know, uh, right. you know, I talk about God. So, <laughs> what you gonna do? You know, you gonna fire me? You gonna, you know, it's just things. Um, talk I don't about know. that, Ted. We've seen it over the years that um, you know there have been opposition to school prayer. Yeah. You talk about the Browns, you know, I not personally, that faith just to be fair, I'm not going to be a phony. I'm opposed to school prayer. Personally. Yeah, I, I, I'm opposed to it. But if if the kids know going into it that that's part of the school, I got no problem with it. Uh, but, well, but how is how have you seen that aspect of your school change things for you? I mean, that's what keeps us going. That's the glue. It is? Oh, absolutely. Do you get any pushback from parents? I mean, they know the deal no. when they come here. I don't force kids. Right, and no one you should. And, and, so and it's optional. If you don't want to yeah. participate, you don't have, you don't to, have to. But we're going to do it. Yeah, we got it. You know, I got gospel Tuesday, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, that. So. You, you wouldn't want to do what you're doing without that, right? No doubt. You know, see, we have to get a proper understanding about everything. We all have somebody that we look up to whatever religion you are. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go against that. Uh, but if you want to be a part of the school, a part of the, the teams, football, track, these are the things we're going to do. I have FCA every week. That's Fellowship of Christian Is Athletes. it well attended? Oh, yeah. Well, some of the kids, if you're going to play football, you're going to go track, you got to go to FCA. You understand? So now, whether you believe it or not, that's on you, but you got to go. You're at least going to yeah, expose so, them to Yeah, so I, I have kids that come as Jehovah's Witnesses, that's Muslims, that's whatever. I let them do their thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let me go back to your the corner conversation, because yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. And you uh -huh. brought up your son. Uh -huh. Do you think he, do you wish he would have played corner than receiver? No. I did, he did whatever they wanted him to do. Mm -hmm. I, I think that uh, he was did well. In, I heard in, he was that deal, that corner. Oh, yeah. He was, a, well, you know, he was the number one. It was only the two players in high school the year he came out was Adrian Peterson and Ted Ginn Jr. were the number one, the two number one players in, the, in, in high school. You didn't know wow. that. Wow. Yeah. It was Adrian Peterson on offense and Ted at the defense. How is back. Ted? How's he He's doing? He's good. Is he enjoying his post life does Isn't, he miss it coach where is he yeah no we're not coaching together he faked me out bro. oh really <laughs> <laughs> he showed up wait a minute hold on ah. Ted, cause well, I, I just man. did the big 10 tailgate with him he yeah well he lied to you <laughs> 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 what did he tell you that he was? He, said that he helped me a little bit. Doing he helped for a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was busy in his thing. You know, he he got his little kids. He got from eight to thirteen. They won two national championships in Florida. Said they so never he, lost. They, 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 they lost. Was good. Oh, he's well, he had a great kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, coach, I'm getting curious, elite. Your coaching style. Sitting here, you, you're so soft spoken. <laughs> you, you know, you you're, you don't raise your voice. You're very mm -hmm. even keel. Take us into one of your practice sessions and into the fourth quarter of one of your heated games. Are you the same way? Are you pretty, a shouter? Pretty much, How does it go? Yeah, pretty much. See, you know, I've 
grown up. <laughs> what does that mean? That means you can't do like the old school calm way. Right. You got to yeah. calm down. You know what I'm saying? Because you got different type of players. You know, years ago, you used to could do things in football that you can't do now. Right. You know, people tell me, now, you got old, you, you soft. No, I said, I'm smart. <laughs> because the kids that we have today, if I act like that, You'll be out here by yourself. They'll quit. Yeah. They'll quit. Especially they because come. they don't love it now. They don't love it. You understand? Right. I don't so, like that, though. That, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah, but, 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 but I have a certain way of coaching that they know. And I tell them all the time, I kid around, but I don't play. So they know when I'm kidding. They know when I'm, when I'm not playing. You know, so uh, I just think that today's time make you change. You know what I'm saying? Right. And make you change your style. You know, you yeah. you can't you can't do it like you used to, you know. So, I I don't know, man. I just think that, you know, the world is making everything tough for everybody in sports and everything. We have a video we want to play of uh, a coach that I've always thought was very similar to your style, mm -hmm. um, speaking about you as as a man and as a football coach. McNuggets, we can play that. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, you know, I've known oh, my Ted Sr. for, I don't know, 40 years maybe, maybe 38 years, whatever. And, you know, I've always admired the fact that all he wants to do is make a difference in kids' lives. And uh, and he wants to make a difference in kids' lives who maybe haven't had as much support uh, as some of us have had. And he spends night and day, all he cares about is helping his kids have a chance to make it, to, to realize their goals and so forth. And, and uh, you know, what he's done with that program since taking over at Glenville and then now his Ginn Academy and, and uh, uh, you know, the numbers of kids that he has sent on to, to have opportunities. And, and uh, you know, he's miraculous in my mind. There's, mm -hmm. there's not many people who have had the kind of impact uh, in not the easiest situation. Uh, it's been amazing the pride that it's brought to our Northeast Ohio area, um, the pride that it brought to the Buckeyes, you know, to have so many of those kids. Uh, there was a time when we did a, uh, a uh, total compilation of how many yards, touchdowns, interceptions, uh, wins. You know, we did this whole Glenville thing, and, and I wish I could put my hand on it because it was thousands of yards and points and victories and that the tar blooders were a part of that Ohio State that uh, you know I would probably guess no other single high school has had their hand in as much uh, production uh, at Ohio State as Glenville what do you, what do you say about that that's my cat yeah. <laughs> that's my dude dude you, you know, know, we still like this. Are you? Yo, yeah, I talked to I talked to him yesterday. Yeah. You know, he's going to present me in that lifetime achievement award. He's he's your presenter. Yes. Wow. It's yeah. amazing, with all that's gone on since that he got pushed out of Ohio State for nothing. Yes. Essentially. I'm glad. Uh, I mean, it, it's just absurd. Yeah, it, it's it's the worst thing ever. You yeah. know, I, I don't know how you make that type of decision when you know you cost the state a lot of money. You know, because he was great at selling Ohio to And he the, loved to, it. It's in his yeah, heart. It's and in he his heart. He cared about the kids. Oh, he cared about it. Yeah. You know, so much so that yeah, perhaps he, some of the things that went oh, yeah. on were under his nose and probably knew about it. But now we've got kids it's making crazy. $2 million a year. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And when you think of the small infractions that took place that ended his career, 
is it's just it is I agree with you. It's uh, one of the real tragedies of college oh, yeah. football in yeah. the last half century. Really quickly, they voted on the NIL um, in high school. It, oh, yeah. got turned they down. They said no, sir. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on NIL? Because we just talked about it a little bit. Some of the stuff that people got in trouble for before is completely legal now. Well, I, your thoughts on, on high school and college NIL? I, I think I think it's. I'm not saying that the kids shouldn't receive some type of money for for what they do talent wise but i don't think their mentality is is there to receive that you know it's going to make things bad we already you talked don't think about they're it. mature enough to they're handle not mature that. enough you know i think you can put it in escrow and then give it to them later you know that's not they, a bad idea yeah but if you if you give it to them now you, you're not going to be able to coach you know i mean can you imagine a kid coming in to Ohio State, they got, and I'm just using Ohio State, and they got guys there that's been grinding forever. And then here's a young kid come in and he got $1.2 million before he even proves himself. It's going on right now. Yeah. And, and that's it's causing not, chaos. It's chaos. It's, you can never have a team. It's going to be tough, you know. Uh, let the kids just there earn that money. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, you uh, know. But the, the NCAA and the colleges caused this problem because they had years where they could have come up with a more organized solution to it, but they refused to do it. And so it got forced on them. And that's why we're in a situation now where it is there's what no it is. rules. Yeah, but, it's, but it's not going away. It's going no. to get worse. No, you know, they have to um, rein it in somehow. I don't know. Well, they need the portal. They need to rein that in. Right. They do. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, let me ask you one last thing before you mm -hmm. go. You you find you got another kid from Glenville that's going to Ohio State. Arvell, I think his name. Arvell Reed. How how is he? What can we expect? Because you know oh, we need somebody yeah, at, well, at, at Ohio State. Yeah, I think I think you're gonna get a different mentality. Okay. You know he's he's a four or five kid. He's six four. Mm -hmm. Can run. He he'll, he'll strike you. Mm. You know and and the men, But then at the same token. We have to give a different mentality, mm -hmm. you know, which that's my responsibility to put that in him before he go here. You, you're you not going to Ohio State. You're not a regular guy. You know what I'm saying? When you that's go it. there, yeah. you're a different dude Yeah, because yeah. you come from Glenville. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Oh, just, oh you, know, you know what I'm expecting. So oh, that's right. I need him to come on the That's right. So, you know, Dave was there yesterday. So I sat him down. I said, you know, I don't expect, and I think I, I had like six kids in front of him. I said, all six of them should be Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Now, whether you believe it or not. I think you got a corner too that's probably. Yeah, and I got a tight end, the best in the country. Okay. You wow. know what I'm saying? And I got an offensive lineman. Mm. And I got a tailback. You know what I'm saying? He's actually selling his people. Bring it all down. Because there's a lot of coaches that stay going at. Linebacker. Oh, he's a linebacker. Oh, yeah. But I think he'd be a defensive end, though. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. They're going to put that weight on him. Coach, we just have a minute. I just keep you all day. I've got so many questions. Two quick ones. Did you ever think about college? I'm sure you had opportunities. Why did you always stay? No, because Cleveland is where my heart is, and the the kids here need need me. I thought that know? would be the answer. But but I had a job offer in McKinney, Texas. Really? Yeah, and they flew me there. I went in the interview like this, and when I got up, I said, "I don't want." It. That was a hundred thousand back in two thousand six, which was money back yeah, then. Yeah, and that yeah, and that was big time. <laughs> and then you know, I had just coached Tebow was my was my quarterback. I coached. E East West also US Army American game. And uh Beanie Wells with the tailback. Wow. Shoot, I wasn't doing nothing different. <laughs> Run! Run the rock. Run. Run. Yeah. One last question. My, my son is uh is the track coach at Rutgers. Okay. And he I know he watches this every day, so he'll love to hear your advice. And also for all the other young folks that are either in coaching now or thinking about getting in coaching, regardless of sport. What's the number one piece of advice you would give to those that want to be or are young coaches? Well, first of all, you had to learn how to coach each kid individually. You understand? Know you got to get to know your kids because, once again, they don't love track either. Mm -hmm. They don't love football. You got to give them the right understanding about being a professional. Now, I'd call professional high school players. You right. Know? And now it's really getting to be that with this NIL Sure. Stuff. You know, so you got to love the kids and you got to have, you know, you want to win. But I'm going to tell you once again, if you don't have 
a spiritual base in this situation, you're not going to win. I love it. You're love not going to win. Coach, Thanks, thank Coach. you so much. I, 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 we could spend hours with you. Yeah. Teddy Ginn Sr., um, would you sign our board? I'll give you this Sharpie. Yeah. Our okay. board back here All is right. uh, for Cleveland royalty only. Okay. Yeah, and you belong on that. So, uh, if you would, sign that board. And, Mikey, I'll throw it over to you for a second. Coach yeah, Coach, appreciate you coming on. Out. That was a pleasure. Anytime you want to come back, you are more than awesome. welcome to sit in that chair and talk some football yeah. with us, teach these guys a little bit about how to play Have DB. That's right. Tyvis was, you know, an we got to. when you were winning yeah. state titles. But wow. what's not an wow. afterthought is our members. You if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.